If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I want to make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pull back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3x increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from $8,000 per month, for example, to $20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Minches, and I can't wait to dive into today's show because we get to talk a lot about sales. We have a sales expert here. She's an expert at opening doors. She's an expert at closing sales, and that's what she helps her clients do. So I'm very excited to introduce Jody Weinberg. Jody, hello, and welcome to the Double Your Sales Now show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, from the moment I met you, I'm like, I have to have Jody on my show. And then it was exciting because you became one of our clients, which is even thr- more thrilling. So we've gotten to work together. And you, But you already have a successful business. You're just like blowing your business up this year, which is thrilling. So congratulations on that. Let me tell you, everyone, about Jody. She's the founder CEO of J Teleconnections, where her team excels at sales lead generation and appointment setting for B2B professional services. Yes, you heard that correctly. I know some of you are already writing that down because you're going to call her after this. Jody is a dynamic and award-winning speaker for DECA and Toastmasters. For over 27 plus years, J Teleconnections has built a reputation as high-level sales appointment setters. They have a proven track record for setting solid B2B meetings with decision makers that are actually qualified. Yes. And they have experienced sometimes up to a 700% return on investment for their clients, which is massive. Jody was born and raised in Minnesota, woo, woo, attended the University of Minnesota, so did my sister, before venturing into the working world. Today, she and her staff open doors for medium to enterprise companies, doors to companies like, ah, oh, have you ever heard of Calvin Klein, Johnson & Johnson, Citigroup, and many international law firms, to name a few. They've also been involved in fundraising for the Paul Adelman Children for Charities Annual Golf Tournament, Arthur Murray Dancing with the Twin City Celebra- Celebrities Charity Funds, supporting LLS, which is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and Children's Hospital, and much more. So not only does she do amazing things for her clients, but she gives back to her, her community. She's a mom. I've met her incredible daughter, Paige, and I know... I mean, she's, you guys just want to help people so much. And so I'm excited because not only do you do this work, you've grown a very successful company in the Midwest. And so we're going to talk about that today. And 
And at the very end, Jody will tell you how to get in touch with her, how to get in touch with her company to potentially hire them. And we actually just had one of our own clients hire her recently, hire her company. So let's dive in. I'm just, you can tell, I'm pretty excited, Jody, because Thank there's you. nothing more exciting than talking about sales, especially with someone like you who gets it. So yeah. when you go back, when you launched this business in the beginning, or even before that, before you launched this business, did you ever have any limiting beliefs about sales or selling? And then tell us a little bit about your story, how you got into this and how you launched your own company. Um, well, I would say that my limiting belief was probably that I could do it all myself. And... <laughs> You know, that's a real fantasy. But I tried for a long time. And, you know, it takes a village, they say. And and I've got an awesome team now. And because of my team, my callers and my COO um, and my administrative people is the reason that we're finally taking off. Um, And how I got started was it was actually just a very lucky break. 27 years ago, I was pregnant with my first child, um, the one that's actually working in the business. And since I had public speaking background and collections background, there was a family friend that uh, was had just bought a small insurance brokerage. My daughter is about three months old and I was climbing the walls. It was time to do something. And she said, I want you to set appointments for me. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, I want you to call people and set appointments for me. And back then I wrote a script. So, and I still write the scripts today. And for me, it's like writing a speech. So it's no big deal. But I was working out of a recipe box with recipe cards, January to December. So I'd make a call. They'd say, do a follow-up, such and such a date. I'd write down the note and I'd put it back in the recipe box. Well, needless to say, We've grown up, we have an automated CRM, and the rest is history. What an incredible story. And I had to giggle a little bit. I remember when Luca was three months old, it was climbing the walls was the least of it. But did you, so when they asked you, when this person asked you to set appointments for them, did that bring up any fear for you? Or was, has this always just felt really natural? It's easy. What was that? What was that like for you? You know, it didn't bring up a fear, but I need to say I was young and dumb. So I didn't know what that meant. And... So when I wrote the script and I started making calls, even today with a new client, if I pilot the program, I'm still a little nervous until I get through about call three or four. And then I I get the script down and because the script starts out real long, but it's got to be just two or three minutes. So once I get through call three or four, I'm, I'm good to go. Got it. And so we we just wanted to make sure that you still had a little bit of edge to you, like it wasn't so easy, but it is easy for you. But that's why you have this business, because you are an expert in this area. And, you know, I was just talking with an attorney recently I interviewed on the show. And, you know, we were talking about we forget what our gifts are. And, of course, we know selling is not a gift most people have. It's not their favorite thing to do. Uh And most people, Jody, would say that cold calling is dead. So I have to ask you, is cold calling dead? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, you know, I think we can't get away from the technology. I mean, the social media, the emails, and that's all fine in support of cold calling. But I don't know about you, Ursula, but when I get an email, I mean, if if the subject line is not super specific, it's going in my delete bin. So, and I think that's the majority. I mean, I actually, you know, my clients will say, well, we're going to do it, you know, we're going to drip, do a drip campaign or, or, you know, we're going to send out postcards and, and that's fine if they, if they want to spend the money, I highly encourage them not to do it unless it's requested. I think the telephone 
time and time again is the best way to connect and and engage somebody for an appointment. And even though it's only, you know, 30 seconds to two minutes, you're still engaging voice to voice. Right. And it's it's so easy. I mean, after you get through the mindset part, which we're going to, I know you're going to give us some tips later on, on how to do this and why this works for you. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, it's sad that, you know, fear keeps people from doing this. And a lot of people yeah. will say to me, well, cold calling is dead or I'm never going to make a cold call. And then they realize that, wow, that might be the easiest way <laughs> to get in front of a client because we are, I agree with you, like social media, email, all those things are great, but they're, they're so overused right now that I feel like there's this opening in the world to just pick up the call and have a human conversation with someone uh-uh. and you might just be shocked to find out they actually want to hear from you or maybe they want exactly what you're offering. I mean, Jody, we know, all know that people would love it if someone would call for them, which is why your business has been so successful <laughs> already and will continue to grow. So, all right, I have a million questions for you, but let's go back. You know, when you launched your business for the first time right, and then you doubled your sales for the first time, what was that like for you? It, was there a moment where you went, wow, this is really happening. We're actually profitable. We're growing. We're getting to the next level. In other words, what did you believe about growing your business then and what the possibilities might be for you as an entrepreneur? You know, I think that my belief was that it would just be like me doing the calling. I I don't think I ever believed that, you know, we'd be, I mean, not that we're big, we're a boutique shop, but I have 17 callers. I have a COO, I have a client services manager. So when it really took off, it actually was year two that I doubled my sales. Mm -hmm. And I was excited. I was shocked and surprised. But then it got to a point year three, year four, where it kept growing. And, you know, the belief I could do it all myself, I felt a little out of control until I started to bring on support staff and help. So let's go there again. You said that your number one limiting belief was really around, I have to do it all myself. And uh-huh. unfortunately, I mean, in all the the work that I've done and the people that I've interviewed, not only here, but in other past iterations of this, it's, you know, usually women, we tend to bootstrap our businesses, we tend to do it all, and then we tend to burn out and we don't make it past the million dollar mark. So Jody, in your case, what like, because there's people who are listening, men and women who are they're they're in the middle of it, they're trying to do it all themselves. Like, what's your best advice for them? in this area? Like, how did you build a team? How did you afford it? Because people will say, well, I can't afford to hire anybody. Like, how did you work through that? Well, for me, that's that's an interesting question because it's, do you take the cart before the horse or vice versa? And, you know, I struggled for many years with, I'd get the business and then I'd find the people. And now, you know, after 17 years, we finally are at a place where we have the people on staff trained up ready to go and the business just comes. You know, it's like, it's almost like your book, Selling with Intention, you know, the business comes, you you lay the foundation and it, it will show up. I, I guess my best advice, you know, for a young entrepreneur starting out is I really believe you do need to do it f- yourself in the beginning because you need to know how to sweep the floors as well as be the CEO. And anybody that I bring on for my management staff has got to know how to cold call. I mean, it's the core of the business. You can shuffle paper all day long and you can have people call. You can have callers, have people call for the clients. But, you know, when push comes to shove and you can't find that needle in a haystack, which is truly what my callers are, you better know how to pick up the phone. 
That's incredible. And what great advice. In other words, do the people you're hiring really truly understand your business? And, you know, could they, do they understand it well enough? Could they do it? Could they participate? Do they want to be part of it? Yeah. When you, what's most important, I'm curious about this because, you know, you have a lot of people on your team now. What's the most important thing to you when it comes to hiring? Other than they have to know your business, that would be great. But what do you look for? Because people ask me all the time, they're like, how do you hire great salespeople? And I, I can tell them, but what, in your experience, what have you found? Well, our value proposition is very, and, and our skill set and wiring is very different than that of the, the, the salesperson, aka the expert. So our value proposition is, and everybody's going to know this as soon as it comes out of my mouth, you know, 30 seconds to make a presence, two to three minutes to, you know, convince, excite, educate, qualify that executive enough that they're willing to take a meeting to learn more. So what do I look for in my people? Stand on your feet. Can, can they stand on their feet? Can they make a compelling you know, persuasive speech, let's just say, or persuasive statement enough in two or three minutes. Most cannot. Most want to operate like the salesperson, aka the expert, which is about a solution complex sell with intelligence. Salespeople are used to kind of the long sales cycle, slowing things down. My people have got to be able to perform on their feet. And if they can't, it's not going to work. They're not a good fit. Yeah, that makes sense and a truly valuable skill. And so it's a great reminder that we have to be clear on that, on, you know, what are the top skill sets of the people we need on our team and to not, yes. you know, to understand the, the culture of our company and what it's really going to take. It sounds like you've honed in on that. Okay, yeah. so I have a couple of different questions. So two different questions. I want to make sure I don't confuse you on these because they're, they're similar. First, okay. I want to hear about the top two strategies that you used in your own company to double your sales back when. And then we'll take a pause, we'll reflect on that, and then we'll talk about the things that you're an expert in and the four things you want to teach today. But first, I want to start with, you know, going back when you doubled your sales for the first time, what are the two strategies that you utilized that worked really well? Well, first of all, I underpromised and overserved. I did what I said. I mean, I guess people were like really shocked that there's, you know, a company out that can set solid qualified meetings with decision makers. People are used to telemarketing and I'm not beating up the telemarketing. There's a reason for everybody out there, but telemarketing to me is, you know, high volume dials, yes or no answer, doesn't need to be qualified with a decision maker. So I guess when I started calling the first thing, you know, I made sure once I you know, once we open up and we introduce, you know, we're calling on behalf of, and this is the company, and this is our focus, I made sure that the very next line is, are you the decision maker? Are you responsible for this? You know, I, I had to figure out what worked in that those two to three minutes. And that's how I managed to... I guess, capture a lot of appointments. And then once I got through and I booked the meeting, that's when I qualified it up to make sure that I'm not wasting the client's time, but I'm also not wasting the prospect's time. So what you're saying is one of your strategies is you really perfected your script and how you were setting appointments for your clients. So what, yes. what I'm also curious about is how did you open doors? Were you Did you cold call? Was it through networking? Was it all of the above? What got you in front of so many new clients? I had a huge referral network in the beginning. So the people that had success with us referred me. So yeah, a lot of it was referral. I did not have a pipeline. So year four or five, when there was, you know, kind of a bump in the road, shall we say, I did not have a pipeline. And I learned my lesson. So we practice what we preach. And we I have my COO calls for me 
and sets me anywhere between two and four meetings a week. You have to run a pipeline because, you know, even if things are just glorious, at one point, those referrals might stop. And if you don't have a pipeline, you're not going to have a business. Yep. And for those of you who might be new to the word pipeline, can you tell us what that means to you? That means just having having a follow-up of calling, picking industries, pulling lists, making calls. Not everybody's going to say, yes, I want an appointment today. But they might say, oh, you know, yeah, give me a call back in six months. Give me a call back in five months. And that's a pipeline. You build up enough prospects that there's something to always fall back on. You don't solely depend on networking and referrals. Although those are good sources, you don't put all your eggs in one basket. Beautiful. Thank you. All right. So now we're going to dig into your expertise. We know you're an expert in opening solid, qualified meetings with decision makers, and then closing sales and helping your clients do the same. So what are you said you were going to share four strategies today. I'm all over that, Jody. So take it away. What are your four strategies that you want to share with our listeners? Always have a follow-up appointment set. And your follow-up can be a phone appointment. If possible, if they're local, when it's time to present a summary and or proposal, do it face-to-face. So I guess that would be first. And then make sure you have a follow-up set. Ask about a start date. If you were to do business with us, not saying you will, but if you were to do business with us, when are you ready to start? And the last thing is ask why. Why are they meeting with you? Why did they take the meeting? Why are they interested in starting now? They need to feel a little bit of pain. And if you hear, well, our sales aren't that great, that's pain. If you hear our sales are great, but we want to diversify more, you want to be able to pull out a pain point. Why is that important? Because when they say it, it's like asking your child, well, about the consequence, having them choose the consequence. When they say that, when they bring up the pain point, it it hits them harder than if I were to bring it up. And hopefully, at least in my experience, it has motivated them. Like, oh, we do need more sales or, oh, yeah, we do need to expand our network and stop being so, you know, silo focused. So it easily becomes that thing you can close the sale on then because you can remind them. In my experience, yes, it's definitely worked. Awesome. And, you know, for me, it's just say yes or no. I mean, just make a decision, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if they say no, you always have another opportunity down the road. But I just, I'm really able to get them to say yes or no. Mm -hmm. How? Like in what ways? So how, so you get to the end of the meeting. How do you do that without seeming pushy or I know this is a fear point for a lot of people. Like I don't want to push too hard. And we know uh-huh. so many people walk out of meetings without closing the sale, without making any kind of decision. Or like you said, we both love the making sure that they have a next step on the calendar. But uh-huh. how how do you do it? What works for you, Jody? I say to them, any questions? So then we get the questions out of the way. And, you know, if you were to go with us, when when would be a decent time for you to start? And then we we narrow that down. And then I say to them, thoughts? Any thoughts? And then they give me their thoughts, which, you know, some of them are poker-faced and I can't see it. Most of them will say, yeah, I really like what I hear. You know, let's talk about it, you know, next week. Let me have time to read the proposal and talk about it next week. Usually those are going to be the ones that are going to close. And I would say I probably have about anywhere between about a 93 to 95% close rate. Wow. So I just hold them accountable for it. Right. And you go to that end that, I mean, this is what you do, but you, you know, you're an amazing closer because you, you continue the conversation. I have more questions for you. All right. So I just want to summarize. So the four things that Jody shared, number one, have a follow-up appointment set always, always, always. So get that next appointment on the calendar. Number two, 
have a face-to-face when you go through the proposal so you can answer questions. A lot of times it's easier to close in the moment. Number three, ask about a start date. That's great. So that's a phenomenal closing question. And then ask why. And Jody was sharing lots of open-ended questions that you can ask just to open up the space. So Jody, I'm curious, and I know and we have a little bit of time left, so let's talk about objections a little bit. What are the top objections that you hear and any tips on overcoming those? My salespeople do that or they're supposed to. And I say, are they good at it? And usually it's the 80-20 rule. 20% 20% are good. Um, and then I talk about the value proposition, which we spoke about earlier. And what people, what what sales managers, owners, CEOs, presidents don't understand. And once I bring up the wiring, the skill set, the value proposition, it's like a light bulb goes off. But the same thing happened for me. I had no idea why I set the kind of meetings I did. I mean, people used to ask me for years, you know, what is it that you do that these people know who we are when we walk through the door or pick up the phone? I didn't realize it until I hired a consultant to help me with the legs of my business, the infrastructure, who did the interviewing and the hiring and determined that we have a very different value proposition. So if I had a dime for every time an owner or an executive said, well, my salespeople are stu- your, your salespeople can't be jack of all trades, master of none. They are the expert. That's what they should be doing. They should be closing the business and outsourcing somebody to open the doors. And it's also, a, you know, we have people in-house that do it. Well, how do your people do in-house, you know? It really is a needle in a haystack. Now, if you want to do something simple like roofing and siding, follow up on your car sales or service, credit card sales, you know, a high school or college kid can do that. But when you're talking about reaching C-level directors, vice president, decision-making level executives in medium to enterprise businesses, you really need a seasoned professional. And they're hard to find. And so you're saying, so part of overcoming objections is you're doing that ahead of time by sharing the value proposition. So you're kind of... yeah hitting that up from the front to help people. So um, what are, so we still have a little time left. I have some other questions where I know this is such an interesting conversation. Where do you think most people struggle when it comes to cold calling or what are the top mistakes that you see people making and how could they overcome those mistakes? The first thing is they don't want to pick up the phone. So you got to just overcome the fear and pick up the phone and, you know, pretend like you're talking to your best friend because the CEO puts his pants on the same way that we do every morning. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I would say don't talk so much. People over talk. And these people do not, they're not really interested in the call from us or from anybody. You know, everybody's busy. Everybody's got their days jam-packed from, you know, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And really the last thing they want is somebody saying, well, we really think you should visit with us because. So figure out how you can condense your dialogue down to, as I say, you know, just a couple of minutes, you want to bring out, you know, how soon are they going to see an ROI or is there a savings that they're going to see? Those that, That's what people want to hear. And what's the cost benefit? They don't want to hear that the mundane stuff they can read off your website. So true. They want to, yeah, you're right. I mean, they want yeah. to hear what's the problem you can solve? How do you help them? Yes. What's the difference like after you work with them? And I'm curious about that, Jody. What, you know, you've been in business, I think you said 27 years. Yeah. Well, I've been in business 17, but I've been at this for 27. Got it. That's what I was, I knew I was 
Not yeah. Right. So what's your greatest client success story? Well, I have several of them and, and people can go to my website to see lots of testimonials, but we have a CEO of an on-site injury prevention firm here locally in Minneapolis. He targets directors, VPs, and C-level executives at Fortune 500 plus companies. And his testimonial is, and he's only been with us, I think this is year four. And when he's talking about increasing his hours, so when he increased his hours, they nearly have doubled the number of appointments landed per month by by not doubling, but just increasing 25%. Since And since they moved from face-to-face, he was on an airplane flying all over the place, to WebEx, we again nearly doubled the appointments per month as compared to 2013 and increased the conversion rate by 12% from 43 to 55%. He cut the travel and increased his efficiency. He's very happy. He also has bought the corporation and we have many of his franchises. We also have an account in Houston that has been with us 16 of our 17 years. Years ago, which is on the website, his return on investment was 500%. Recently, in the last six months from my newest PowerPoint presentation, he's at 700%. And what that really means for the people that are listening is we're fabulous openers, but they're fabulous closers. So it's a marriage. It's a great marriage. And on that note, we only have a couple minutes left, Jody. But I know after, especially after hearing that those success stories, people are going to want to connect with you. So tell us how they can get more. How can they reach out to you? They can go to our website, www.youryourpipeline.net. Not only to see the testimonials, but starting Monday, I'm going to have daily tips for closing for all five days next week. So if you go to the website and you put in your information, which can just be as simple as your name, your company name, and your email, you will get a daily tip for five days next week. Fantastic. All right. So go to Daily Pipeline. If they want to connect with you directly, how can they reach you? Jody at yourpipeline.net and it's J-O-D-Y at yourpipeline.net. My phone number is 763-531-0537. Beautiful. Jody, thank you so much for being here today. We so appreciate you and all the wisdom you shared. And I hope everyone takes advantage of everything that you suggested in terms of the ideas, but also the, the tips that they can reach out to you for as well. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Ursula. And thank you, everyone, for listening. If you haven't picked up our Sales Secrets of the Top 10% video series yet, it's valued at just under $500. You can find it at salescoachnow.com. We also have the One Great Goal retreat happening on September 27th. So please remember to register for that. And our book launch, The Belief Zone, is our, actually our book signing live happening in Minneapolis is happening October 20th. So come out, bring your friends. There'll be information on that forthcoming soon. Thank you, everyone, for being part of our community. We hear you, 34 countries and counting. God bless bless and make this your best year yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales.